Welcome to Point with Daryl Jones, speaker and lead pastor of the Rock Fellowship Church in Miami, Florida, and president of Point Ministries. Our goal at Point Ministries is to point you to the Word of God, where Jesus is the point. Today's message is from the Forever Family series, where Dr. Jones teaches how believers do not relate to one another like family, but we are truly family in Christ Jesus. Now let's join him for today's message. Ephesians chapter 4, we're going to look at 1 through 16. You see, over and over in this passage, he refers to the believers together as the body. And he's speaking about this growth and this maturity and this building up of the body. Now, we see that when it comes to the physical and we understand the hours and the work and the investment and the commitment it takes for that type of lifestyle. And we read passages like this that talk about the building of our body, the growth and the maturation. And we think that it don't take all that. We think that it's just going to happen. When we are actually called, we are actually commanded to participate in this work that God is doing. And he starts out here in this first verse with the command with a call to walk worthy. Now, when we think about what does it mean to walk worthy? What does this mean to be walking out the gospel of Jesus Christ? What does this mean? When he's saying walk worthy, these are the things that come to my mind. If you know who you are in Christ, walk like it. Live like it. He's like, do you know what it means to carry the name of the king of the universe? Act like it. He says he is calling them to walk worthy of the gospel. And he says, I urge you. This is why he says, I'm begging you all. I'm begging for you all to walk this way. I'm begging for you all to walk out this calling that you have been called to. The reason he used this calling, he says, God has called you. You have been saved. Part of being saved, he's called you to now live out this Christ-like life. And if we don't quite know what he means right here, he gets real specific. What does he say? Look in the text. He says, this call that you receive that you ought to be walking out is one that's with all humility and he says what it's in love it's selflessness making every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace every effort he says this is one of the things you hear me talk about in our church we fight for unity and unity we 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 fight for it this is what we strive for We make every effort we can. Why? Because he's calling us as we walk out this gospel of Jesus Christ that we fight for unity because our true unity is found in our faith. It's found in our relationship to Christ. That's where our unity comes from. You know, you think about this. And and once, once we are unified in Jesus Christ... We're actually no longer the exact same we were before. There's a difference. There's a change in us. There's something that goes on. And within our interpersonal relationships, there's a shift in how we do life together. 
Why? Because we are family. We are part of one body in Jesus Christ. We have this true unity because we've been called to this oneness in Christ. And this is important for us, family. This is huge. Because when we start to weigh the significance of the hope we have, so we talk about this hope. We have, these, we have these different aspects when we talk about our salvation in Christ. Like we are saved once and for all. Christ has died once and for all for the forgiveness of the sins. Through faith, we have forgiveness. We are saved. But then we have this aspect where we're growing in Christ. We're walking this thing out. You know, we're, 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 we're walking in sanctification. But then we have this hope of the glory to come when Jesus returns, new heavens, new earth, no more sickness, no more pain, no more death. He says we have this hope, and because we have this hope, everything else is weighed by that hope. And we start to realize that some of the things that we make a big deal in life, not a big deal. Some of the things that we think are important are actually not as important as we thought. We've learned that lesson through this pandemic. Some things we thought we couldn't live without, you found out you actually could. You actually could. Because we have this one hope, because we have this one God who is above all, through all, in all, then that's where our perspective and our focus lies. Everything else lines up with that. And that empowers us by his indwelling Holy Spirit to overcome anything we as a body, we as a family have to deal with. Y'all understand when we talk about the church as a family, you do realize what that means to be family. Think about your family. You got people in your family, immediate and extended, that you get along well with and some you don't. If we are truthful, some, you got some cousins you like a whole lot, and some cousins, it's like, we ain't the same. But then if you out somewhere and you in a different city, you run into one of your cousins, it's like, oh, that's my cousin. That's my cousin. And you be acting like y'all be talking every day. It's like, y'all ain't talking five years, but they wouldn't know. All they know is that's your cousin. Because our families identified a little differently. Families, we, we connect a little differently. We roll a little differently because we have this unified by this blood. Well, remember last week we talked about we've been unified by the blood of Jesus Christ. And because we've been unified by the blood of Jesus Christ, we are forever family. And therefore, we fight for this unity that's within the family. And our unity begins and ends with God himself. So we strive for it. Not to be the same. We don't have to dress the same, look the same. We don't have to, you, we, we're not the same, but we're unified as brothers and sisters. And we're unified because we have what I like to call this benevolent king. You know, benevolent. You think about uh, through history, kings and queens, presidents, you know, leaders of state. They're, they're usually rated and judged and remembered for what they gave or what they took. How did they take care of the people or did they take from the people? Did the people benefit or did the people suffer? You know, that's typically how that, that leadership is gauged when history looks back. When we talk about our king, when we talk about our Jesus, when we talk about being unified in the body of Christ to be followers of Christ, there are some things that he says significant in this text about this king that we have. He says in verse 7, Now grace was given 
to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Notice, he's talking about Christ. Christ is the, the I'm going to give Bob a lesson. It's the Greek word for Messiah. Messiah, anointed one, is speaking towards his kingship. Speaking towards him being king. And it says that this king has given gifts to each one of us. He's given to the body of Christ gifts. And it says, for it says, when he ascended on high, he took captives captive. He's speaking towards his victory over sin and death. He gave gifts to people. So now he's speaking about he gave. Then he goes to him descending and ascending. He's speaking about his victory over sin and death for all of eternity. And what has he done? He says he's given these gifts. But these are not the gifts we always think about. He gives some gifts and there's a purpose for this gift. It says that he's given his gifts on account of his grace and his purpose for these gifts are significant he's given gifts and what, what, what are these gifts i want you to look at these gifts in verse 11 he says and he gave himself a son to be apostles some prophets some evangelists some pastors and teachers pause right there his gifts when he ascended he sent his holy spirit his gifts to the body of christ is leadership in the word of God. He starts with apostles and prophets. In chapter 2, verse 20, he's already talked about the apostles and prophets that laid the foundation for the gospel, that laid the foundation of the church. Apostle is, is one that's been authorized, sent out as a representative to take a message. We would use that term today in, say, in state, in government, we use the word ambassador. Now, when he says apostle here, he's not talking about today we have apostles in the same sense as the apostles during the apostolic era when it comes to the 11 and the apostle Paul. We're not talking about the same thing. Some do talk about that function. And those functions actually still, we still do today what we authorize, we send out when we talked about apostles, when we talk about evangelists. These are missionaries. These are people that carry out the gospel, plant churches. They take the gospel similar to us. When we came down, you know, we, we are a young church plant. Before September 2016, the Rock Fellowship did not exist. But through evangelism, us being sent, we were sent by two networks to come share the gospel. This is Christ's gift to the body of Christ that we be built up. He says even pastors, teachers, some debate whether these are two different things or it's kind of connected the way that the grammar is, is laid out. It's almost like be the same office where, you know, a pastor, teacher, where the pastor's job is to shepherd and to teach the word of God. He says these are gifts that Jesus has given so that the body receives the word. And he says, why? This, this, this is what's big. I always tell y'all, you know, at, some, at certain times, you know, you underline something in your Bible. Right, in verse 11, he tells you about these gifts. And then you get the verse number 12. He says, it says, equipping the saints for the work of the ministry to build up the body of Christ. The whole purpose of these gifts being given, these offices and these people serving in these functions is for the sole purpose to build up the saints. We've already looked at this. In the New Testament, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, the Bible calls you a saint. 
If you have placed faith in Jesus Christ, he says that the goal of all these things is to build you up so that you may do the work of the ministry. More from Dr. Jones in a moment. But first, during this month, you can request your MP3 download of the sermon series, Forever Family, with your donation to the ministry. This is a great resource where Dr. Jones teaches how believers do not relate to one another like family, but we are truly family in Christ Jesus. Go to daryljones.org, that's D-A-R-Y-L jones.org, to give and request your copy today. Now let's rejoin Dr. Jones for the rest of today's message. You heard me say this sometimes before. It's, and I get it from this verse. It's one of the verses I get it from. We have gotten into, a lot of times in the church culture, a consumer-oriented type of culture where we think, I go in, get what I need and what I like, and I leave. And you got the pastor and the other leaders. Well, that's their job to do all that other stuff. And it's actually flipped from what the Bible actually says because as the Bible says that the pastors and the teachers and the leaders of the church are to be equipping the saints, the body, to do the work of the ministry. And the work of the ministry is multifaceted when it comes to advancing the kingdom of God. We got to ask ourselves, do we see these gifts as gifts and do we see our job as we should? And notice he says it's the equipment of the saints to do the work of the ministry. And it also, that's a purpose, to build up. We start off talking about bodybuilding. You want to build up. You want to build and, and you want to develop the church. You want to grow. You want the body of Christ to grow to maturity. Because that's the goal is maturity. He said then, this is the effort. This is the job. This is what we do. This is just what we do. This, this, is, this is a different calling. This calling, it's all part of this walking worthy, right? This is walking out. We're walking out the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's not that I come to church on Sunday, I'm good. Check box, let's go for the rest of the week. No, it's a lifestyle. You are putting Christ on display and you're serving in all the different ways in which God has called you to serve. Later on, in the next few weeks, we're going to talk about different spiritual gifts each believer has been given. And not every believer has all the gifts. And there are different gifts given so that all of us serve and we build up. All of us serve and we edify one another. All of us build up one another so that we can be a mature body. But remember, we got to be unified in this thing. We got to keep our one Lord in mind. We got to keep our one God and Father in mind. We got to keep our one hope in mind if we are going to do this. And we can't do this outside of together. Well, because growth comes in community, right? I love making that statement. I say it all the time. None of us grow in anything in isolation. None of us. None of us. We, we, we learn from others. We don't grow just by ourselves. This is why group fitness classes are big. 
Like some people, they, they, not, they, they don't know what, they, they go to the gym, they don't know what to do. But then they go in one of them group classes, all of a sudden, it's like you, you, got, you got an instructor up there, you got other people, and they motivating you different ways. Sometimes in positive ways, sometimes in negative ways. Sometimes somebody, they going and you like, man, I can't keep up with them. I got to stop looking at them. You look at somebody else like, okay, I'm doing a little better than them over there. Okay, I ain't too bad. You know, but it's all motivating. You need, you need that group. In that group, you push each other. You got the, 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 they call them the boot camps. You got people, they will get up at five, they'll meet up at a park, five in the morning. They're like, you can't get nobody else to do that any kind of way, but they'll do it for the, They'll get up and it's a group of them and they're in the parking lot. They're at a park, they're in the grass and they're getting it. Now, they would never do that if they had to go by themselves. But that group brings about some like a, a, an accountability. And they wake up like, I don't want to let them down. This is why sometimes, uh, a lot of times when, 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 when guys or ladies get together and they, they have workout partners, sometimes they don't last long because it'd be that one morning the alarm go off and you're like, man, I don't feel like going. And somebody texts you, you going? The other person texts, I'm on my way. Now you're like, man, now I got to get up out of bed. Now I got to go. You know, but it's, that, that all the help because if you stayed in the bed, you actually step backwards. You know, you, you, got, you kind of lost for the day. This growth in community is huge. This is one of the things I, I love to share because when I talk about the importance of the gathering of the saints, the importance of us coming together, the importance of a Sunday worship service, the importance of a Wednesday. Sometimes, and I, I mentioned it, consumer experience, consumer culture. I want you to flip something in your mind. Sometimes we think, I need to go to church today because I need something. Let me tell you something. There are often times you need to come on to church, not just because you need something, but somebody else needs to see you. Somebody else needs to have that conversation with you. Somebody else needs to hear you pray for them. Somebody else needs to see you in worship. Somebody else needs to see your smile for the day, even if it's through a mask. They need to see God's got you. They need to see you looking well. You never know the impact you have on others, pe- other people just by even showing up. And how this promotes growth. I love to tell people this. When we talk about the body of Christ, if we are not connected, if we are not in communication, I don't even know how to pray for you. I, I, I got I to know you to know how to pray for you. I want to celebrate with you. I want to cry with you. He mentions about this connectivity we have. And this connectivity we have helps us grow in maturity. And sometimes we don't realize just how significant. We, like, like you might think you're small in the scheme of things where you actually are major. We've seen in athletics, both men's and women's sports, what's called an ACL tear. You ever heard that ACL? Somebody tear that ACL? You ever seen, you know what an ACL is? Shake your head if you, if you don't. If you don't know what ACL is, shake your head. You know, an ACL is a small ligament in, in your knee. If you ever see it, it's like, hold up. That dude is like 6'5", 260, run a 4'3". And he laying on that bitch because of that little bitty thing to That little old bitty, that little bitty ligament. That little old bitty ligament means a whole lot to the function of the body. 
That one little thing get out, that one little injury to that affects everything else, perfects the performance for everything else. You may think you don't mean that much. Let me tell you something. Don't minimize how much you mean to the body of Christ. You just might be an ACL. See, we, we take, I, I'm going to get into this in a few weeks. But you, have you ever, like, like had a, a, a nail ripped off? We take nails for granted until it's a problem, don't we? Like, like, fingernails got purpose. You realize when it's a problem how much purpose it had. Y'all heard me? <laughs> I'm laughing because it's always funny to me when I think about it. When I, this, this, this is considered hazing now, so you can't do this anymore. But this is what happened to us. When I came to the University of Miami to play football, they shaved all the freshmen's heads off, all your hair. You shave all, you got to go bald for the picture, for the team picture. They shave it off. If you already have a bald head or a low haircut, you don't get, you don't get away with it. You know what you get? They shave off your eyebrows. Now, ain't none of y'all ever thought about how your eyebrows function, do you? Go out in August at 3 o'clock in South Florida and just start running for like 30 minutes. You will find out just how quickly your eyebrows matter. Because your eyebrows catch the sweat coming down your face and it makes you run off the side so it don't go in your eyes. You seen dudes crying out there. I can't see. I can't see. Next practice they coming out here, people got band-aids his eyebrows. They got purpose. I say that because things you, we might think we take for granted have purpose. You your connection within this church, your connection in the body of Christ is major for its performance, for its advancement, for fulfilling the mission. We need one another so that we may do what Christ has called us to do. And in this, it says that we grow towards maturity. Now, this maturity is not just for looks. This maturity is so that, what does he say? We, don't, we no longer be little children. Tossed and carried away by different teachings, by people that are clever and cunning and deceitful. As we grow together in maturity, as we grow together in the word of God, you, when you are confronted with error and deceit and wickedness and evil, like, oh, you tried to get me with that one. Mm-mm, mm-mm, not buying it. We mature together. We grow together, and we do this by working together in love. You know, when I, when I, I talked about, you know, this working together in love, um, talk about how we need each other. I started off talking about bodybuilding. Now, now forget bodybuilding. Just, just if you think about functional things. Um, we all, for the most part, in gym class, we had to do certain tests, right? You know, we had to do a push-up test. You know, now, what's interesting about push-up is a push-up, you find out quickly, it's not just about uh, your, your, your chest muscles. It's engaging a whole lot of other stuff in your body. You know, it's engaging your core, you know, your, your stomach, you know, you're engaging your shoulders. Like, it's a whole bunch of stuff working. When you, go, when you go to the gym, if you ever, I, when I first started learning how to do back exercises, because in, in, in my football background, you don't do a lot of movement this way. Everything is this way. So we didn't do a whole lot of back exercises. And I was working out with a guy who was training me, and he was showing me back exercises. And I remember I would get tired, but it wasn't my back getting tired. It was my forearms. I couldn't hold the stuff. 
And I'm like, man, I'm getting a forearm workout. He's like, yeah, it's all involved. Now, I say this because in the text he talks about from these ligaments and all these different parts all working together for growth. When you think about our bodies and how they work, yeah, one part of your body may be primary, another part may be secondary, another part may be, you know, tertiary. It might be the third part, but it's all engaged so that that one part gets what it gets, what it needs. Now, if you understand what I'm saying, understand this. Everything you do, you're interdependent on others doing what they need to do. Everything you do, you're waiting on other people to do what they do. You are waiting on people to make the clothing properly, the clothes that you're wearing today so that you could come today. We're all connected inter- interdependently. Don't miss that point when it comes to the body of Christ. We all need each other to do what we do. And if we're going to fulfill the call that God has given us, it's going to come with us walking worthy in the Lord, of us acknowledging and embracing this unity we have in Christ, giving glory and honor to our benevolent King who has graced us and given us all we need so that we can grow together. I'm inviting you. I want you to make your minds up that you're going to be committed to be growing together, that you're going to be committed in what Christ has called us to be and what Christ has called us to do for the glory and honor of his name, not ours. Thank you for listening to Point with Daryl Jones. This was just one part from the series Forever Family, where we learn how believers do not relate to one another like family, but we are truly family in Christ Jesus. If this ministry has blessed you, we invite you to donate to Point Ministries today and request your copy of the Forever Family Sermon Series on MP3. Please visit daryljones.org. That's D-A-R-Y-L jones.org. Your financial generosity keeps us on the air, and we are grateful for your faithfulness. And remember, keep making Jesus the point.